Okay, my name is Samson Siasia, former Super Eagles player and coach. Two Olympic medals with the under 23s. Now I'm under suspension, as we all know. But, you know, I have my academy in Abuja, so we're trying to raise some young kids that become superstars in the future. So that's what's up. No, thank you very much. Legend, Samson Siasia. And um, like you rightly said, you're the most decorated African coach in the Olympics history with the two medals. So kudos to you on that. Okay, so I, like I said, I want to just talk today about the highs and the lows of your journey as a footballer and, you know, your playing days. Um, so my first question that I really want to ask you is, as a grassroots player coming up in Nigeria, trying to make this dream, you know, even I am, I was born and raised in Nigeria. At one point in my life, I thought, you know, I can be a footballer. Um, what are the biggest challenges that you faced coming up as a young player? You know, we all grew up in the streets back in Najibule, you know, so most of the time we're outside playing on the sandy pitch every day, you know. Whenever we see the football, we start playing. That was where we kind of learned our skills and all. But being a professional football player, soccer player, it, it takes even more than that. We all know that. So having played there, school, school sports kind of helped back then. You know, from school sports, they picked... Uh, most of us from there to the uh, on on the 20s so which kind of you know open up the platform for us you know moving forward having played for the 20s this agent that came into nigeria looking for players so we did some tryouts with some clubs then he, he picked a couple of us i think four of us three or four of us me uh, benjamin Nzaku, Osarobo, but for late it's late now we all went to belgium that was when the you know career started like I actually prepared very well because I said, this is what I want to do, you know. Mm. I want to make sure I don't come back. So I prepared myself very well. So I had some tryouts uh, with Genk. After the first tryout, they took me. And the coach said, Genk is on second division. Let's try to see if we can go to the first division. Because I went to Ghent. No, I went to I went to Locrim. That was where I started playing uh, my professional football in 1989. Around 1889, I was in Belgium since then. Amazing. That's where the country started from. Yeah, so just um, moving to Belgium, was there anything like the language barrier, racism? Was there anything that maybe made it a difficult transition for you? No, no. You know, football is football is one language. If you if you can play, everybody kind of you know. So oh, ah, this case good and all. They want to you know be part of what you're doing. So it's a collective sport. You know, team sport. So um, even till now, you know, there's no racism in football except in the fans who come in and start creating some kind of distractions and all that. You know, football, sports brings everyone together. Everyone, black, white, I don't, green, any any kind of person. So that's what is good about football. So we never saw any racism at all. I didn't see it on the field of play and outside the field of play. I never saw it, you know. Not in that way, some crazy fans would be, you know, misbehaving and all that, trying to spoil a beautiful game. Moving forward quickly, you know, the day that you signed your first professional contract, you know, I've spoken to quite a number of Nigerian players and the feeling is, the reaction is always different, but I get that the feeling overall is mostly the same. So I want to just ask you, you know, how was the feeling for you that day that you signed your first contract and how did you react? Well, that's been a long time ago, but of course you know that this is like your life, you know, you dreamt of this day. Of course, you'd be excited, you know, you know, try a little bit of party, call friends and say, well, man, I, I don't hit that more, you understand? So yeah. I'm, I'm in Europe now. I'm, 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 I will try to do the best that I can to be here. You know, to be 
a professional athlete, it's not, it's not easy. You cannot bring your bad behaviors back home and come to the field of play. You know how it is. They will just kick yeah. you out. And if yeah. you don't perform well, they have other white people in that same country that can take your place. You know, you have to be good. Or you, have to, you have to be better than good for them to Twice actually to be part of them. Yeah, so. So very quickly, um, in your playing career, you know, um, if we had the time, we could run down so many things. But you achieved a lot. You won the AFCON. You scored goals for the Super Eagles. You know, um, what would you say, in your own opinion, was the crowning moment of your playing career? What was the one that, of everything that happened, no matter what, you can never forget or you know lose appreciation for that moment? Well, you know, every football soccer player you know in the world wants to play in what? In the World Cup. That's the ultimate. There's nothing like the World Cup. You know, as a football player, you never had a chance to play in the World Cup. You think something is actually missing. Look at what George Weah did and all that. One of the best, you know, even in Europe and Africa, but he never played in the World Cup. I think that, I think he's still kicking himself right now as the president of Liberia that I did everything that I could, but I didn't play in the World Cup. So, World Cup, that's the ultimate. Every footballer's dream is to play in the World Cup, nothing else. Mm. You know, I'm glad to be a part of the 94 squad that did very well, then actually scored a goal. So, my, I'm going to be in history. In the history book of FIFA, they cannot take that name away. They cannot take that goal away from me. So, I'm glad to be part of it, and I, you know, thank God that you know, and I just actually appreciate what we appreciated what we did back then and now. But I think that's the ultimate. That that's it. Nothing else. Um. So just moving on now, um, I want to just quickly touch about your coaching days because, of course, you were successful as a coach. Um. So let me ask you this question. Um. And I want to take it from a different angle. Um, regardless of what people in the media think, what maybe people told you, what anybody has said, from your own, you know, in Samson Siasia's heart, um, how does he rate his time as the boss of the Super Eagles of Nigeria? Is it the time that you look back on very proudly or, you know, how do you feel about it? Yeah, you know what? I can tell you that I've never coached the Super Eagles the way I did with the, the teams, the under-20s and the Mm. the Olympic team. I had time to actually build a team. You know, the, the, the two times I coached the Super Eagles was like one month. Someone ran away and they were looking for someone to replace them. Uh, they've never given me the Super Eagles position from the beginning. Never. Never. The two times, last Lagerberg, after the World Cup in South Africa, he took off yeah. from there. He ran away and Super Eagles had some matches to play Then they asked me to come in. The other time uh, was only said I disappeared yeah. in the middle of everything. They asked me to come in. Then I was actually coaching the Olympic team. You understand? So I've never been, yes, I've never been given Super Eagles job from the beginning before. Mm. You know, but some people said I failed already though. But that's their problem. But that's it. I just what just one. I think two games, maybe two or three games. That's what I had. But all the same, I think I've done my best to show the Nigerians of the world that I'm a very good coach when given the opportunity to do the right things every time. And I will say, you know, the one that, of course, nobody can take away from you is your success at the Olympic level with the Honor 23s. 
you know, um, like I said earlier, you're the most successful African coach in Olympic football. So regardless of what people think, you know, I think that, of course, speaks um, for you and your coaching credibility. Okay, um, talking about today, um, just to wrap up, who are the players that excite you in Nigerian football today? You know, is there anybody that you just watch and you just smile because you, you like the player? Who excites you? You mean right now? That's today? Yeah. Today, yes, today. Well, I would say uh, Osime is a fighter, is a goal scorer. For Osime is on the field of play, he doesn't joke, he means business. Those are the kind of players you want to, to be part of. You understand? And uh, he's been successful. Look at what he's doing. You know, he has worked hard to, to get there and he's doing very, very well. So those are the kind of guys who, you will have players that are, they, 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 when they get into the field, they are business like players. And this is business. So they go out and do whatever they can to make sure that they are successful. So mm. that's it. And the Tinedu of Luke, those are just back then, they were just on top of their game, you know, great players, you know. Tinedu was exciting to watch. The boy has so many tricks that you, you as a coach, you don't even understand when he pulls out some of those tricks. You know? So we had a great time, you know, you know, coaching kids like that, you know, it was was very good. It was very, very good. And um, you just put another question in my head, sorry. Um, so, because we're talking about Chinedu Obuke Obasi, um, I want to ask you, so from your opinion, who would you say was the most talented kid that you coached? You know, it doesn't matter how the career eventually panned out, but, you know, at that young age that you saw the raw ability, the raw skill, who would you say was that person that was very um, amazing at that age? No, I just told you. The guy was just... Okay, so guy was he was the one. Yeah, he was phenomenal. He was, when he has the ball on the street, the kind of tricks this guy would just pull out. Say, what? What's going on here? Even me that I played, I go say, "What? What happened for you? How did you do that?" You know, but you know, he was, you know, he was exceptional. It was when he has the ball on his feet and in front of goal, he's got both feet left and right. You know, we have other young boys that are very good too, but he was just up. You know, he was up there. It was very good. All right. And finally, my um, last question that I have for you. Um, when you look at the Super Eagles today, you know, you're a Nigerian, you know, so I'm, you know, assuming that you're still invested watching the games, you know, supporting the team. Um, so when you look at the Eagles today, one thing that I think every fan admits, we have talented players. Osime, Ndidi, Iwobi, Lukman, you know, talented players all over. But on the field, we haven't been able to achieve the results that people, you know, ultimately have expected. If you look at the recent results, from your own point of view, just as an educated football person, um, is there anything that you can say, ah, you know, we need this, you wish we had this? Um, is there something that you can just point to and say would be helpful for the Super Eagles? Well, uh, they have the players. I think it's just players don't make a team, you know. Hmm. Before you can make a team, these players have to come together and play for a while, you know, to kind of, you know, make that team. You know, it takes a long time to do that too. You know, with the Super Eagles, the Super Eagles is the most difficult team you can ever coach. I tell you, they come one week, they train a couple of, maybe two or three times, you have to pick a team out of those guys to make one good team. You understand? So it's not easy. So it takes time while you're working with these guys, you build up time, they get to understand themselves. That's when they will play as a team. As long as they're coming, like, uh, every time they invite them to come and play, you know, it continues like that. The same players getting to understand themselves. This is not the club side anymore. 
picking different players from different clubs come and form one team. You know it's not going to be take three months to have a good team. It's not going to happen. You understand? Why you're doing that, you're substitution by elimination. You say, okay, this guy didn't do well. I'll bring the other guy the next time. So it takes time to actually have a good team. So I think they're struggling now. The team is actually very they're struggling. I watched the game. I'm right in front of the, I'm at the stadium right now. When they played the last game against, was it against Ghana here? Yeah. You know, you know the attitude towards the game was not there. You know, they were just, it's like, uh, it's not just serious. You're trying to go to the World Cup. You got to bring your A game there, man. You understand? We didn't see anyone, you know, the, the, the sense of urgency was not even there. You know, you're not playing like you want to go to the World Cup. You think they're going to hand that in over to you just like, like this? No, you have to earn it. Yeah. But they didn't do that. I mean, because they didn't have the team. They have players, but that's not the team. Mm. You know, it's going to take a while for them to get the team. So, All right. I think we still have some couple of good players out there. But, you know, we don't know Nigerians are always in a hurry to do things. Nigerians. They don't prepare on time. Yeah. You know, they, at the last end, they want everything to be good. No. Now, and they start praying. It's like, yeah, they, they're not only going to get God, have you? You prepare because if you don't walk, you will not eat. You yeah. prepare like everyone else so you can get results. So we are always, you know, fire brigade approach. You know, you must win today without a team. Okay, that's what's going on. You know, so. All right. Um, thank you very much. That was my last question for you. It's been a real pleasure um, talking to you today. Um, I appreciate, you know, your audience, you taking the time to speak to me. Um, I believe I've spoken to you once over the phone, but this is the first time of us having any kind of, you know, interview or long conversation about football. And I'm someone that I, I love talking football. You know, I'm a lover, I'm a student of the game, but... I just, the perspective from people that played the game and, you know, lived the game is always different. So I just love hearing from, you know, your point of view, your perspective. So thank you very much for giving me this pleasure um, today. I really appreciate it. I don't know. You're in my dictionary. I don't even know how you did it. I just, I guess I'm, I'm in a good mood. You just say, can we talk? I said, okay, yes, we can, you know. You may keep up doing the right thing, man. Good luck. And uh, we'll talk soon again, okay? All right. Thank you very much, boss. All right. Bye-bye.